Welcome to our mini episodes where we answer your biggest questions about money. Like what does T actually do for a living? <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Import, export. <laughs> so first question. Paul slid into my DMs. This is what it says on a piece of paper. <laughs> sure, buddy. Okay. But all the guys sliding in your DMs. They wrote, starting an investment is easy, but knowing if your fund is underperforming and when to leave it or make changes is more difficult if you're new to this. I'm guessing Paul wants to know, you know, how do I know that if I should sell, how, how do I know if I should buy more or whatever? We've actually got, um, we're doing an episode, aren't we, with Ramin in the future that, that will answer this. But for me personally, I have like a, a three a three list system on deciding if I'm going to sell something that typically means if I bought it and I didn't understand what it was in the first place, which I think a lot of people have done, you know, they bought something because they heard off a mate and then they're like, Oh, actually I should probably shouldn't have bought that. I don't really know what's going on here. Then I would sell it. If you can invest the money elsewhere for a better return. So with a fund that could be that there's another fund that does the exact same thing, but it's cheaper you know, on a monthly basis, then I would consider selling. And third is that there's something that's fundamentally changed with the investment that means you don't want it anymore. This more replies to individual stocks and shares. But with a fund, you might think, oh, Neil Woodford's just a massive fraudster, so I don't want to be in it. You know, so those are my three ways of deciding whether I want to be in it or not. The thing about what Paul's asking is in relation to funds or index funds, the strategy shouldn't change which way the wind's blowing, you know? So if, if it's bad times and the fund's down, that doesn't mean you start considering selling it. You see it as part of the long-term path of, of that investment. So I don't, I don't, I pay little to no attention on the price. I think a lot of people are quite reactive. They, they see the price go down, they sell. Exactly. They, yeah, they get scared. But especially if, you're, if you've invested in the fund, is it Warren Buffett? I think Warren Buffett or someone, yeah, Warren Buffett said that he doesn't invest in things he doesn't understand. So yeah. like you said, the first first step is, you would leave it. If, if you don't understand it or you bought it by accident yeah. or you bought the wrong thing, then you can get yeah, out. So. And you, you just got to be comfortable with the fact that like you could sell and then it shoots up, but you, you didn't know you, that was, that was luck anyway. If you were in that, you know, you can't kick yourself on, on that basis. I think um, there's like this point about people chasing their tails and selling when it's down and buying when it's up. It's human nature. There's the Magella Fund, which was one of the most successful hedge funds ever. And over 20 years, it returned like an insane return, more than 20% a year. But the average investor in that fund lost money because they just sold when it was going down and bought when it was going up. So they just kept dipping in and out. So if you just held it over the time, you would have had one of the best performing portfolios over two decades ever. But the majority of people just kept playing the hokey cokey with it. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, this question is actually quite a good one because a lot of people, they don't know when to leave. And I think there's a fear, FOMO. Like you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still holding all my crypto. I'm not letting go. No, there's like FOMO. There's the fear of missing out. So like, you don't, when it goes up, everyone's like, oh, I should buy it so yeah. I don't miss out. And then when it's going down, there's a fear of loss. You're like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose. Like, I'm gonna lose my money. Let me get it out before. But really you're meant to be buying low, selling high. Yeah. So, and it's the thing of like, oh, it's gone down to a tenth of what it was, I'm just going to wait until it goes back up and sell because I don't want to lock in the loss, right? But what people don't realize is that they might be missing out on returns elsewhere with that money and that might never go back up again, you know? So I'm not saying sell things that are down. That's up to you. You've got to make your own judgment and an analysis on that. But those are the three reasons why I would sell. I didn't understand it. I've got a better investment elsewhere that I could make with the money or something's changed that means I don't want it anymore. 
that's that wouldn't really apply to funds to index funds, but it would definitely apply to individual businesses. Could apply to the index fund if the fund manager got arrested or something. Well, the index yeah. would just track an index. You're, you're an actively managed fund. Yeah. yeah. But if you found okay, an example with an index fund might be that the fees change, they go up, or you you find that it's not tracking the index well. So what that means is they said we've created a fund that's going to track these five hundred companies. At the end of the year, you look and the 500 companies have done this and your fund has done that, you'd be like, hold on, these guys aren't tracking it very well, so I'm getting out of that. You know, that might be a, a reason. That typically doesn't happen, though. Yeah. Well, they say, if in doubt, zoom out. So, you know, take your time. <laughs> Don't worry about the, like, what's going on day to day and look at, like, the long Start scale. using that one. Yeah, you know about it. No. <laughs> if, in, <laughs> if in doubt, zoom out. Yeah, don't worry about the little little ebbs and flows. Worry about the, the big picture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what's got me holding on my crypto forever. Yeah. <laughs> So you say you don't um, you don't look at your funds like every day. You don't look at them too often. How often should you kind of analyze your fund performance and think about moving things around? I do look at it every day. I, I'm fully addicted to that. Like you know, little refresh. <laughs> but you don't you don't tweet. But it doesn't bother it. me. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't trigger me anymore. Seeing it go up and down. If it goes down, I actually get a bit excited. But in terms of a decision of should I be selling or or whatever, that's an, on an annual basis. Maybe with a global index fund like I do. Does it, that strategy is one for the decade. So it's not really going to change. I might just look at the portfolio performance on an annual basis. I track my net worth. So every month I, I'll you sit down. Yeah, I'll sit down and ha have, see how much richer I am. Uh, and then- What was the number last month? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. Obviously. Yeah. I've got some nice floors and doors. Hey. Uh, so- the thing about that means then is I'm looking at the funds anyway, so I might I might look at it then. But I'm rarely ever considering should I buy, should I sell another fund. That's that's maybe once a year. In reality, I'll hold the same index fund that I do probably for 20, 30 years. Okay, so next question is from Emery Apathy. I like this question. Why is my money not growing quick enough? <laughs> Such a good question. Legend. I'm guessing what what Emery Apathy is asking here is why why is why is the money not performing? Why are my investments not performing? I mean, it's quite vague. I don't know where the money is. Yeah, that would be helpful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, if it's in a bank account, it probably won't be growing fast enough. If it's in the stock market, then I would like to know how old Emery Apathy is because I feel like this is a very like is it Gen Z? Yeah, Gen Z thing. They all want everything now. Even my brother, my brother invests in crypto. He's like, why am I not rich yet? And I'm like. It doesn't, you don't just put the money in and become a millionaire. They're, they're I stages. feel like your dad would have said the same thing about you though, yeah, about yeah, stuff yeah, in definitely. the past. Yeah, so I think that is a bit of a generational thing that like you're, <laughs> you're definitely a bit more impatient when you're- like, A bit more impatient, but I mean, I've, I've learned to be patient. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think Emery's question really is one of distribution of returns. And what I mean by that is Emery's probably expecting to make a certain amount within a year and then not making that amount within a year. I did an analysis on- um, the stock market and the S&P 500 over like 40 years, the average rate of return is 10%, but only one year had a 10% return. All the rest were like plus 20, minus 15. It's more common to have a plus 20 return than it is to have the average return of 10. So I think maybe to you, Emery, I would say, go study the returns on whatever asset class you're investing in and get used to the fact that this isn't a smooth ride up. So, I mean, I, what I would say to Emery from my personal experience is that you can go chasing aggressive returns and like quick, quick wins, but you're obviously going to increase your risk atrociously. Like your risk appetite has to be high for that because I've done that before. I've put, put eight grand in something that my friend said was going to the moon and I have zero pounds left of that eight grand. So 
you can win big overnight, but you've got to realize you're going to have a lot of risk. Just like anything, like you see all these ads on online, they're like, oh, make a hundred pounds an hour from home, sitting at home. Like the chance of you getting scammed in those ads are probably pretty high. I, I wouldn't personally trust anyone saying you can make like two grand a day sitting at home in a random advert or the people that message you on LinkedIn and they're like, oh, would you like to join my trading course? All my people are making five grand a day. You will probably lose your money like immediately. So you can get the more aggressive returns. For example, look at crypto. But you, again, a lot of people lose, most people lose money in crypto. Like to be honest, the majority of people have lost money. So yeah, more it's risk, risk more reward. It's risk, risk reward, it's isn't risk it? Reward. Yeah, and the, the, the quicker and higher you want the reward, the more risk you're going to take. And it gets to a point where it's like, if it's going to make you rich overnight with no effort, then it's gambling, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you what, might as well, yeah, bet on a football value match. Value in or... life doesn't come for free. Yeah. It's like people could work all day, eight hours a day and earn a couple of grand a month, but then they expect to make two grand a day passively through, <laughs> through some weird course. It's like, you know, it yeah. doesn't translate that, that value. Exactly. So it's just like going to a casino, you put it all on a 32 black. If you hit it, you're going to be you could loaded, yeah, but yeah. the chances of you hitting it are one in whatever, yeah. only 32 or whatever. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to really like have a risk appetite and know what you're getting into. Yeah. Stay safe, Emery. Sounds like you're, you're about to take some wild risks. <laughs> Sounds like, like me a couple of years ago. Take, <laughs> take it easy, buddy. Don't, don't go too wild. What do you want to ask us or future guests? Email us at makingmoney at kindling.media or just slide into the DMs. This isn't advice. Whilst we discuss individual examples, we can't give you personal financial advice. What we can do is offer a perspective and discuss the issues. I'm Damo. I'm T. And we'll be back next week answering some more of your questions. Quick question from me and the Making Money team. Would you like us to come into your workplace to teach you and your colleagues more about personal finance? It's an absolute joke that we're not taught what to do with money. And this knowledge gap makes most people much poorer over their lifetimes. Take your work-based pension. Most people have no idea what the fund they're invested in does. And plenty of people just opt out altogether. We can cover whatever is most important from the basics to complex financial retirement planning supported by qualified financial advisors who are not there to sell you anything. We take different approaches for different people in a company depending on stuff like their age or their income. If you think people you work with could benefit from financial education, then please email will at getmost.co.uk. It doesn't matter what your role is in the business, we want to hear from you. So email will at getmost.co.uk. And I've left a link in the description for you. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.